So as Mike said, we want to give you just an update on our church finances. And we want to do that fundamentally because we truly believe that the budget of the church is not like something that we try to guilt you all to give to so that we can do what we want. But the budget of the church truly is... <laughs> Rob, you're not supposed to say that, no. Um, <laughs> um, by the way, I'm Luke. This is Rob. He announced us uh, earlier. I'm one of the executive pastors here. Rob is on our pastoral advisory committee, among many other things. Um, so what I was saying was, this is... Uh, the budget of this body of believers. And while you have trusted us to make some decisions about how to you know, use the finances that are given for the sake of this mission, you are an owner. You're not like a country club do giver, you know, or payer, if that makes sense. So, okay, and uh, that's kind of uh, what I, and that statement is what I'm getting at when we talk about wanting to be a culture that finances heaven to earth. So our vision is to, to be a body of believers who bring this culture of the kingdom of heaven that brings heaven to earth. We want to do that not just with miracles and ministries, but finances as well. So here's a broad overview of the past 12 months as kind of the monthly giving amount. So... Uh, that top bar up there that we've not gotten to is 175,000. The second one's 150, if you can't read it, 125, 175, so on and so forth. Now, we need $112,500 each month to make the budget that we set at the beginning of our fiscal year in September. Our budget began in September. Um, there's various reasons why we do that that I'm not going to explain right now. But we need 112.5. And so, uh, as you kind of look through this the past 12 months, we are just a hair under that. So like we're like 110, five or something like that. So mostly good, we found some ways in the previous uh, nine months to move some money around in expenses, but you know, not terrible. Uh, if you look at how this compares to the last three years, we've got 2023, 2022, and 2021 up there. So some interesting similarities and some differences in, and maybe, Rob, as you're looking at this uh, information right here, like what, what are some thoughts or conclusions that come to you from it? It should be higher. <laughs> I swear we did not plan that. that no, was we not didn't. Like, we did not plan that. That was not some... Like, no. No, it, it is true, though, that only five, less than 5% of churchgoers tithe that 10%, though. So it is, it is something that's very real. And when you look at this, I, I think the overall comparison year over year, is, it shows that it's healthy. It's not a decline. It's a, you know, things balance out. If the year was to end right now, we'd be roughly 1.5% up over last year. So it's, not, it's certainly not unhealthy. Cool. That's good. Uh, so this is probably a good time just to remind you all of this, uh, the words from Paul in 2 Corinthians 9, that each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion. Don't give because you feel guilty or compelled to out of shame or pressure. Give because you truly believe God's calling you to. Hmm. Moving on, we want to show you sort of how we spend our money. Because again, if you're an owner of this thing, if you're actually a part of it, you should know how the money's being spent. 
Uh, and we also want to show you, um, before we get to that, the like makeup of our income. So here's this slide right here. So we've got 84% of our budget is funded by direct giving. We also have designated giving where people can give to like missions and stuff and that money we just pass right along to whoever it's for. There's class and conference income which we use to pay for some of our conferences and classes and a supplementary income. And for our 2024 financial budget, the total income we are projecting is 1,466,000 and 1,350,000 of that is what we're projecting in general fund giving. So giving from you and me. Uh, another good reminder from Matthew 6, don't store up treasures here on earth. Rob's going to talk more about that in a moment. I want to let him have his time, so I'm just going to skip right along. To the makeup of our expenses and our budget. So if you throw up that next pie chart, you'll see that we spend 58.1% of our income on staff and staffing expenses, you know, health, some health benefits are in there, et cetera. Uh, et cetera. I'm trying to say that right. I don't ever say it right. Et cetera. Thank you. Okay. Facility and office expenses make up 16.1% and ministries 25.8% of that larger number from before. Uh, a deeper look into the facility, because we just thought it'd be you'd be interested to know. 35% um, is just utilities, you know, just water, gas, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, 125,000 of that is the building loan, which comes out to about 10,500 per month. That's our mortgage payment on this building. And then we've got insurance and maintenance. Uh, and then moving on to the next um, slide that kind of shows you uh, <laughs> how the staff are paid. <laughs> um, we're very generous to Full transparency here. <laughs> We're very generous to our senior pastor here, which I'm very excited about 10 months from now. No. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Uh, let's go on to the next slide. So, <laughs> this is actually how we pay our staff. Um, just, take a, just take a glance at it. I'm not going to go through tons of detail with it, um, but you'll see, you know, pastor, support staff, directors, others. And then our ministries. So here's how we spend our, our uh, income on ministries. And, and I will say that yellow classes and conference side is, is the largest, uh, but it's sort of inflated because of money that we like charge for things. The actual amount of giving would make that just a little bit smaller in case you're interested in that. Let's end with this great quote from Billy Graham. There's nothing wrong with men possessing riches. The wrong comes when riches possess men truly believe that here. And, and Rob, kind of flowing out of that thought, um, what, would you, what would you say to our church just about finances and giving and stuff in general? Thanks, Luke. I, I think where I would want to lead is integrity. Any, any place that you give money, you want to know that there's integrity, accountability, wisdom, intentionality with that money. And all four are covered here. I mean, we all know that we're blessed with Van and Lori. You know, Wilson, Luke, and that transcends into stewardship as well, the finances and how it's managed. 
And so I just want to lead with saying that it is a place of integrity in terms of the stewardship and the intentionality and the wisdom that goes into this planning. And not just between the staff, but there are trustees, there are uh, the PAC members, and there is an outside accounting firm to make sure that that accountability is there. So I just want to briefly mention that, that that's, I think, an important point to, to, to remind everybody. But uh, yeah, giving, tithing, let's talk about that. I mean, can't we talk about something else like, like abortion or politics, right? <laughs> Wouldn't that be? I mean, it ranks up there, right, with that heart tug of a difficult topic to talk about. It's a bit of a catch-22 for staff to be up here talking about how you should give money when they're the ones benefiting from you giving money in terms of their salary. So it's something that, that is a bit awkward. But it's awkward, and God knows it's awkward, which is why he talks about money so much in the Bible. You would think prayer would show up in the Bible more than money. Prayer is mentioned roughly 1,100 times in the Bible. Money? Anyone? Anyone? 2,300 times, right? From Leviticus 27, where it talks about the tithe, giving of 10%, all the way through Proverbs mentions it 22 times, offerings and tithe. Uh, Jesus spent more time on the topic of money and possessions than any other topic. Why is that? Because God knows what tugs on our hearts, right? He knows what will distract us from him. So he spends time on that with us to make sure it's healthy there. And being a biblically-based teaching church, we want to reflect that, which personally, I think we don't talk about this topic enough. It's a hard one. It's a hard one. But it's something where I want to make it clear that God does not need your money right? The sovereign God that we worship does not need your money, but he wants your heart, which is why it's such an important topic to be healthy on, to teach on, and it's why it's so impactful and a big part of Jesus' teachings. So with that said, it's something that, uh, yeah, we, we do want your money. I mean, we do, right? There's things that we want to do as a church body, not just the staff that would like this shiny object or anything like it, but as a church body, there's more that we want to do in our community, right? There's more we want to do in our community. And so as a church body, uh, to give is not just for your heart, but it's for the church as well. And so I, I, won't, I won't dance around that, right? It is awkward, but it's something that is very true. We do want your money in that sense that we want to do more. But the primary reason we want your money is because we want your heart to be for God. And your faith in God should be reflected in your finances. And let me flip that around to make it a little bit more sharp, if you don't mind. The way you manage your money should be reflected in how you manage your relationship with God. Right? So... It might be sharp, it might be hard, it might be awkward, but it's one of those things that is very important. Of all the pastors I've heard talk about this, one phrase that really stuck with me was Craig Groeschel out of Oklahoma, and he said, in speaking of the blessings and the abundance of God, he said that, just remember that 90% of your salary with God is more than 100% without it. 90% with God is more than 100% without it. 
I like that a lot. And, and in that abundance and in that blessing, if you want to protect your paycheck, make it holy. How do you do that? Romans 11:16 talks about Abraham and how Abraham was holy, and therefore his descendants were holy. The patriarchs that are holy have holy descendants. And then Paul goes in to draw the analogy of the offering of the dough. That first offering is holy. Therefore, the entire batch of dough becomes holy. When the root of something is holy, then the branches become holy. Your tithe is holy. So when you tithe, your paycheck becomes holy, which means Satan can't touch it. So it's something that is very important to us as a church because it's a heart-level issue of where we are as individuals with God, but it's important to the health of this church and what we are able to accomplish in not just in this room, but in our community. And so with that, I think it'd be good just to pray over the hearts. And so there, there's heart issues on this that we all have. I, I struggle with it sometimes. I know it, Everybody in this room in some capacity has. But it's something where when I overanalyze it, there's really two root issues there. It's either there's been an experience in your life that has led you to be hesitant. You know, you've seen it abused. You've seen it abused. You've, you've got a family member who gave and then got, got run over by a church. Or maybe you were at a church and you didn't feel that you were treated the way you should. And that tithe that you were giving there became sour, you struggle with that. Maybe there was an experience. And I think the bigger issue is fear. And we know where fear comes from. But when it comes to fear, I won't have enough. What if this, what if that? Don't play the what if game. And so I just wanna pray right now for the hearts in this room around tithes and giving. And so Father, uh, thank you. Thank you for the blessings that you've given each one of us. And Lord, right now, I just pray for the hearts of every individual in this room that we can have a healthy heart in terms of money, possessions, stuff, finances. So Father, I just pray that you bless this room and reveal to us your heart. Reveal to us your heart. And in our giving, in our offerings, in our tithing, Father, I just pray for your blessing. Your blessing of peace, joy, and finances for everyone in this room in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Wow. Thanks, Rob. So good. All right. So now that you're primed and ready, go ahead and whip out those checkbooks and credit cards. No, totally joking. Totally joking. We will, we will have the ushers kind come of, forward now. Kind of. No, it's... Ushers, come on forward. Come on up, ushers. We're going to receive our offering now. So as always, we've got multiple ways to give up there on the screen. You can choose one of them. Let's, uh, let's pray one more time. So Father, thank you for your words and guidance to us on the matter of finances. Thank you that you didn't just leave us to figure that out ourselves, but you you gave us a discipline, you gave us a paradigm and a practice on how to handle and manage our finances. And, 
And I do pray for anyone in the room who is struggling right now with under debt or um, lost recently, lost a job. I just ask for uh, financial miracles and abundance for each person in that situation in Jesus' name.